to another episode of the Space Creators Podcast. It's been a long, long week. My name is Gifted. I'm J-Mo. Okay, Caution, what's up? What's going on? Young Ring. And we back. Uh, just a quick backstory. Uh, fuck Comcast. I just want to make that like clear, clear. Um, yeah. Right now, I am currently doing the podcast off of a hotspot by Metro PCS. Hello, hello, hello. I ain't gonna lie, to nobody. Uh, Damn. I'm a That's yeah. Listen, back. It wasn't it even that though. Hey, listen. I'm down bad yeah. right now, but any means yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, listen, no excuses. So, so right now, that's what I'm doing. But it's been a lot of basketball. But before we get into any of that stuff, I want to welcome our first guest on the Space Creators Podcast, my boy, Kareem. Yes, sir. What's the deal, y'all? Appreciate y'all for having me. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, sir. All day. Come on, all day. Yeah, man. We're going to get into it, but we got a lot of good topics. Uh, first off, I think we can't start this podcast all right without acknowledging uh, my boy Steph Curry. Now, um, I did say on the last episode that LaMelo Ball is a better shooter than Steph Curry this season. Oh, and know. I'm still correct in saying that he is the a better shooter than Steph Curry this season. Um, what people don't understand by that quote is I'm just talking about efficiency. Obviously, Steph Curry's better than LaMelo Ball. We're not even going to argue that. But I want to say, without me saying that, guarantee you Steph don't go out there and drop 62. I'm a Warriors fan. Y'all know this. So, so obviously, I'm putting good juju in the air. But, yeah, my man is drop 62 after Dane was uh, shit-talking, saying he can't get them same looks that he could – all these other times, and then he went out there and was lighting it up from the field. Career high. He uh, matched Clay Thompson for, uh, you know, a, a, a amount of points in the 60s. How did y'all feel about this game? i go first. Um, I mean, I got home with my first team, NBA, you know, my predictions. I mean, I, you all know Curry. Yeah, I won't play any point guard above him. I'll take Curry over any guard in the league. That's just that. Same. But, but you know, obviously it's a new team. Like, like, like I said last week, it's a new team. They they getting adjusted to each other. So I didn't really want to go out on the limb and say something crazy like you did last week tomorrow. So, sure. you know, Curry, like saying, I, I know I get what you're trying to say, but you got to mm-hmm. say it the way you got to say it. Like, you can't say, oh, the middle of a better shooter. And Curry, when somebody hear that, they gonna think, "Oh, he a better shooter, shooter, or is he shooting better?" I mean, that's why it's good. It's good clickbait. It's good cap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. I tell you, but you know, obviously he been balling lately, man. Well, he dropped 38 the other night. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, it's really funny. He dropped 38 the other night, but the main game I'm talking about is the 62 pointers. So he's on a run because he went 62, 30. I think he scored 13. And then on the second half of the Clippers, he dropped thirty eight. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 absurd. I mean, like I said, we we all know he could hoop. Best point guard in the league, in my opinion. But no, I, I'm glad to see him back recovering and back to hooping the way he was. Yeah, um, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far, man. It's nice seeing Curry just 
pull up from deep, hitting it, standing and looking at people doing whatever. Um, I took the liberty to look up like his usage rate because this is a, a big thing in my eyes. Like how, Ooh. yeah, how much can they use him or how much are they going to use him this season? Now, obviously he's going to be the number one option, but I looked it up and I think he was second or third in terms of usage rate in the league. Hopefully he doesn't get tired out by the middle or towards the end of the season. I'm worried about that, but you know, for right now, he's just going guns blazing. I'm loving every, every minute of it. You know, even though I'm not a fan of the Warriors, never have been, but you got to respect it with, with dudes like that. You got to respect, like, they just, man, he's just amazing. Wait, when you said you're not a fan of the Warriors, I was a fan of them until KD joined them. I'm going to say that. Really? Like, I, I, I didn't like, you know, I like the way they built up, you know, they drafted their players and stuff like that. They built their team. But then when KD joined, I was like, okay, now they, no, that's OP. <laughs> but why you don't like the Warriors, though? Okay, so I think the main thing is I realize I'm an underdog type of type of dude. I usually root for the people that's, that doesn't have the best chance of, like, the Heat last year, the Raptors, um, the Cavs in a lot of those years. And I'm going to put this on wax right now. In 2011, I said that the Mavericks was going to win. You can ask somebody. I said they were going to win, and they did. But um, – I think it's just because it was like, it was just so amazing. I'm like, nah, they, they can't keep doing this. Like, it's just, all right, this year they just hit threes, hit it in people's faces. And then what they did to OKC um, in, what was that, 2016? Mm-hmm. That, that hurt my heart because I was a, a big OKC fan at that time. But, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I guess I'm just an underdog type of dude. You know, I feel that. You know, that that's uh, when that game specifically, like when you see him just – because what stood out to me was the variety of ways in which he scored. So, for one, I think he had, like, what, 18, 19, something like free throws that game. Yeah. It was, like, a high for him in um, how many times he actually hit the line, which is crazy because we all know he's a knockdown free throw shooter, but he doesn't get to the line that much. And I- I'm really happy that you brought that up, Kareem, because – I think that's going to have to be a big improvement he makes in his game for this season because if he's going to average 30-plus, a big component of that is getting to the line more because if he gets there, he's going to not, he, you know, he's going to make it. He shoots like 95% with a free throw. In fact, it's crazy. It's crazy you can say that with so much ease nowadays. You remember all of, like, a few players that average like 30 back in, like Jordan. Exactly. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's crazy. That's crazy. Even think how much the league has changed. I mean, obviously, you know, the three point is more utilized, but you know, <laughs> James Harden averaged crazy. 36 last year and no one cared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's normal now. They, they still gave it to Giannis, but hey, well, anyway, um, but yeah, it's like when he gets into the line that many times, and then you know, how they get creative with him running through. Running like like Kyle was saying, like with the usage of him running off all these screens and just how much he has to do to even get in the position to score. That's what was just crazy to see because it's like, how do you guard that? Especially when you know he running back, you know, multiple times across the court behind screens and he's taking people off the dribble and and man, I think uh, I think I heard Dame after that he was talking like Joe Budden or something. And essentially, what he said is like, hey man, it's it's like, what can you do? Especially like when he hitting the type of shots that he's hitting, it's like, what can you do? Like you, when you're talking about the greatest shooter to ever live, he going to have those type of nights. And 
and I was just one of them. But it's a, it's amazing to see, especially like I said, with the variety of ways it came from. So yeah, we're gonna see what and, um, you can continue to do. There's something I also would like to take back. So so basically, when I looked um, at their roster, I wasn't sure if the same type of system would work for this team because there's a lot of simple stuff like that they don't exactly know how to run. Um, specifically, like a lot of people clown Draymond, but when Draymond came back, the way that he's been running their offense and their defense, he's getting guys in the right spots and guys are starting to, you know, actually be like a whole lot better. I realize there's no point in abandoning their current system because why have them run something totally different? And then clay comes back and you go back to the same shit. Exactly. I think they're going to use this year to build it up. And even if they suck this year, they'll get used to the system. And then when clay comes back, it's perfect. And um, there's, a, there's a lot of players that I'm seeing positives of. Although Kelly Oubre has not shot well at all this season, his defense is really good. Um, he's playing really good defense. And I love to see that fresh out the gate because shots can fall later on during a, a season. But defense is always a mentality. And if this team is going to be like a, a high-ranked team come uh, playoff time, they're going to uh, be a team that uh, prides itself on quick buckets and on defense. Because I feel like Steph can carry you if he brings out the um, MVP mode. He's been real fair with the ball. He's not really like uh, hogging it, trying to like find a shot. But I feel like if we see a more aggressive step where he's taking 25 shots a game, like that's the type of stuff I want to see because he gets his shots so naturally in the game, but especially on that type of volume, that means he'll touch the free throw line and he's going to shoot a whole lot of three. So I think for this team, that'll help him. I had Steph coming in as the MVP pick. I said they would probably be a four seed at best. And so far it's super early, but I think this team can make that a reality. Yeah, I don't think I don't want uh, the the night that Curry had to overshadow the uh, the the real story. I think is that the Clippers had a twenty point lead. Yeah, we got to talk about that too. Yeah, yeah, and then lost by double digits again. So I don't know, and I, I know tonight they just won by like three points to the Bulls. I don't know what it is. The Clippers they gonna. Uh, if if it's the same thing that we've been seeing the last two years, I think people are going to be writing them off again. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if we see another meltdown in the playoffs. But like like you said, it's still super early. But it's primarily the same team besides a couple pieces. So that's a, that's scary to see. Like no matter like nonetheless, but we will gonna see. I think the main thing with the Clippers, and not to sidetrack too much, but. Um, I think the main thing with the Clippers is they just need somebody to control the pace and get people to where they need to be. You know, they have good scores. They have good defense. They have a, a good enough bench. It's just they need that one person to connect the dots and bring them together. And, you know, when it's time to pick up the pace, we can go. When it's time to slow down a little bit, okay, let's feed um, Kawhi Leonard in the post a little mm -hmm. bit more. Just just an extra piece. I think they really just missing the point guard. But. And, like, I think it's funny that you say that because 
I was saying this last year, like, this team is good, but where's, like, the playmaker when things are, you know, tough? Because if Kawhi and Paul George both don't have it going, that team's not going to win. But I feel like something that's really underrated with them is they had Montrez trying to guard big man. Because their main issue was if they were 20 points up, Jokic was destroying them, like, over and over and over. Uh, they were a big minus with Montrez. And the thing is, having Serge and Batum on that team fixes that that type of a problem. Uh, but also, I've been seeing a lot of sets where sometimes they run Paul George at the point, and I'm seeing Kawhi and Paul George's assist numbers skyrocket this season. Um, I still think they have to put it all together, but if they're emphasizing ball movement a lot more out of those two main guys, when their shots aren't falling, they're going to be used to doing that. Um, so I'm with you, Kareem, but I do see the value in what they're trying to do. And at least defensively, they have uh, improved as far as their paint protection. Yeah. I don't think the defense was the, the main issue. It's, I've seen a lot of settling for jump shots. It yeah. seemed like they kind of gave up on taking it to the rack. I don't know what happened with PG and Kawhi. Like, they just either couldn't hit, like, I don't know. It just seems like on offense, that's where I see a lot of the, a lot of them. And it's, it's crazy because they, like, over the last couple of years, have one of the, you know, top five most talented teams in the league. But even with players like uh, Lou Will, like, why? I don't see how they can't get, you know, the buckets when they need them with all these. He be disappearing when they need them sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, we'll see, though. Uh, I really hate to to do this, but um, everyone who got cups, raise them shits real quick. Got some hot cocoa in here. Hey man, pour one out for the Wizards. They stink. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. Um, as a Russell Westbrook fan, hard to watch. Um, he's he hasn't played in some games because of you know, health and all that stuff. And a lot of people want to get on his ass, but I just want to open up with this. The reason why the Wizards are losing is because they can't guard shit. Their defense is terrible. Um, I think Thomas Bryant has been a player that I've watched since the Lakers drafted him, which is ironic because they really could have used Thomas Bryant. But um, his defense is really bad. He can't guard anybody. Like, um... The last Wizards game that I faithfully watched all the way through, the Magic game, Vucevic was killing his ass every time. They would give him the ball. It would be a, a post-up around the mid-left elbow, and he would just kill him repeatedly over and over. And then when MB got the ball, killing him over and over. And then as much of a positive he gave you on offense, now he's gone for the whole season. So now it's like, Yikes. Robin Lopez got to get more minutes. As good as he is, Robin Lopez ain't no starting, like, high-minute type of guy. And then offensively, this team, it, it's just tough, man. It's a lot of shit they're doing wrong. Um, Denny Advia has a lot of potential to be more than just a spot-up shooter. I think this coach is trash. Why are you only having him take spot-ups? I feel like there's a lot more a lot more stuff that he could do. Um, the spacing hasn't really been that great. Berton's been like the big shine. He's still hitting shit crazy. But outside of that, 
it has been that good. And I don't know what they're telling Westbrook, but Westbrook isn't getting to the paint like he normally does. He's taking a lot of jumpers. He can't shoot that well. He's settling for those instead of just attacking the paint. Um, Pour one out for Bradley Beal because he's balling every game. I can't say much about Bradley. Bradley's been hooping. Um, what do y'all think this team needs to do t- to be better? I, it's a better question on what – I don't know. It's just – it's a lot of things that need to change. Like you said, coaching. Um, I don't know if you want to get him out of there immediately because um, he has a connection to, um, like, Russell Westbrook in a certain way because they yeah. – you know, back in OKC days. And he just got there, um, you know, not too long ago. So I don't think you should get rid of him. But definitely put a red flag on him. Um, effort, put a red flag on that. They don't they don't transition well. They don't um, switch on defense. It's, it's bad. It's bad. And they can't even do like man-to-man defense. Like you said, with Thomas Bryant, he couldn't keep somebody in front of him to save his life. But um, offensive effort, not relying on Bradley Beal, I guess the other pieces finding their way and finding what they can do in the NBA. Uh, like you said, Advia, I, I like him. I see, you know, I see a lot of potential in him, but I don't think he's going to be utilized. And um, on top of that, he just probably needs a, a year or two more. Um, and it's just the same problem I, I saw last year with, with the Wizards. They just don't give a lot of effort. But you know, my they, thing is, like, you right about what you're saying, right, Kyle? The effort part, right? Like, as NBA players, there should be some baseline expected effort on both sides of the ball. To me, that that speaks to coaching a lot more because how is your offense so potent at times, but you have such terrible defense? Like, I understand that it's mainly the roster that comes in play, yes, but coaching also deals with the mentality. What are we going to focus on? And you can tell they ass not focusing on no damn defense. It's bad. But who on that team can play defense? Like who 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 is known for defense on that team? I think Denny is a solid defender. Mm-hmm. I think um Ish played really good defense against Philadelphia in the spot minutes I saw him play. Um people overrate Westbrook on defense. He has a motor as effort, but he makes a lot of mistakes on defense too. But he can still be a solid defender. Mm. I just don't think they should be like the worst defense in the goddamn league. Like, I just don't think that's acceptable because a lot of it just, you know, as you said, it comes down to effort because they can score with these teams. But anytime if it's a close game and they down five or they up five, you got a small feeling that something's going to happen. They're not going to play defense. It's going to be some type of bucket or, or, or free throws and they can't, they can't stay in the game. And, Part of me wants to blame that on offense a little bit. And it's going to be a hot take. But I don't think Bradley Bill should dominate the ball as much as he is. I think that's the issue. Why do you say that? Uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say about the whole thing. Yeah. Each, of their, each of their games is like, they're not getting blown out. They're only losing by like three, two. It's like small numbers. Of like The margin which they lose is very small is what I'm trying to say. It's not like it all comes down like like you said defense and like they to like close out a game. I feel like this this team is not like able to close out a game, or they they can't clutch up on defense to like stop somebody from closing out on the game or you know things of that nature. But 
back to um what was the question you asked? Um what do you uh, think this team needs to do to become a better team? Yeah, or I do feel better? like it's down the stretch. Play uh better play better I mean, they can hang with a team all game long. That that should show you this you look at the um stat sheet and see that they they in the game the whole game, but just when it gets down towards the end of the game, they can't finish. And like I, that's my problem though. Um I know Bradley Bill scoring really well, but in the three or four uh, games that, Right. Uh but but in the three or four games that I've like actually seen, the issue to me is a lot of their offense has Bradley Bill on the ball a lot. And there's other guys who can do things with the ball. Like, I think Denny has a lot of potential to be that guy who can support them more if he's not just used as a spot up. And my problem is because they give him the ball so much, when it comes out to those final minutes, I think he's exhausted and he can't close out games for them as well. Granted, they're still in these games a lot. But I feel like their offense needs to get a bit more complex than just here. And for all the shit that people give Westbrook in all these games that I've watched, even though he's made a shit ton of bad plays, when he has the ball in closing time, he's looking for Bradley Beal every time, every single time. And, that, and that, I did, once again, you got to put that on the coaching. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you in the if that's a direct reflection of coaching, bad coaching. I feel like, like it, there's no way you can be in the game all game, but then at the end of the game lose every single time or nine times out of ten you lose the game. That's just reflection of bad coaching, in my opinion. You gotta as a coach, you gotta be able to make the right adjustments at the right time. Seeing that the game is close, you gotta be able to make those adjustments to win the game. I mean, uh, granted. Personnel is not always there, like two in the game, but you losing the game that close every time. It's got to be, it's got to be part. I put a little bit of blame on the coaching. I will say that. Yeah, and if you if you have the team settle for Bradley Bill scoring at the end of every single game, midway through the season, the other pieces around them is not going to have the confidence to take over a game, even Thank if they feel you. like they can. Yep. And that they're just going to be settling for, okay, fourth quarter, give the ball to Bradley. And then the teams know against them, they're going to, Bradley is going to get the ball. So not only that, and I, I think the main thing is they, they can score the lights out if they wanted to. But the thing is, the other team can score the same amount of lights out. Like, it's just, it just keep going, you know, it's, it's it keep go, going up. Like, I, I just don't understand how they can't stop the other team from just at least – I don't know. It's like they don't have perimeter defense. They don't have inside defense. I'm telling you, Kyle, if you go on YouTube and you type in Vucevic versus Thomas Bryant, he was fucking him up. It was bad, bro. I'm telling you, like, he was doing face-ups. I remember he did a fake pass and shot that shit right in his face. That shit was crazy. Like, it's just bad, bro. Yeah, I don't even know if they can figure it out. Like, you know, that's my thing to go to. Like, they'll figure it out midway through the season, but I think they will because um, every time so far for the past three seasons of Westbrook's career, he started out shitty. Like every time. He's always started off bad and then 
two or three months into the season, that's when he starts to, you know, get it and go crazy, go crazy. And I expected this slow start from him, even though he's still giving you triple doubles damn near every game, which is good. But they still need to like work on on their their identity on defense because. Until they put that together, they can't rely on Bradley Beal and then Russell to try and carry them. Um, so that's where I will leave it with this team. I I really just want to pour one out because I was hoping that we see more exciting basketball, but it's painful, man. Like that Philly game when um Bradley Beal had sixty, like I was watching it from the fourth quarter and just seeing the mistakes on defense and then like how that transferred over to offense. Like they're tired, like. But Bradley Beal had a wide-open layup, and Russ threw this big-ass alley-oop. I don't know what he did that for. But, like, those mistakes yeah, yeah. weighing in on you on both sides of the ball. But I had him in the playoffs. Maybe they'll make it. I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah. Um, what you think, Kareem? What about the um, Wizards? Uh, yeah. Um, mostly you know, the problem is – that y'all uh, already articulated. This uh, well, for one, of course, the defense. Like y'all was saying, I think that's uh, primarily an effort thing. But then, when like as you were talking about Thomas Bryant, I feel like part of that is uh, an experience factor because uh, the matchups that y'all were referring to are against seasoned veterans mm-hmm. and uh, you know people that you know put some moves on them, and he just seems like jittery, like. I don't know. He seems like like he jumps uh, for everything. Yeah, he yeah, jumps for everything. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I feel like that that uh, aspect is an experience thing. Um, not like the as far as like the uh, what's his name, Avida. Mm-hmm. Um, like he'll he'll uh, settle in defensively. Well, like he's not bad. Like the, the that's the thing. Like the team isn't bad. Like Jamonte was saying, like the coaching, like that can all come to play and. Uh, it just like with all these teams, like it is still so early. You know, everyone had the same amount of time to prepare, but uh, some things, as you already said, are effort based. So uh, I'm just still looking to see if they can, you know, turn these things around because, like I said, they are staying in the games. Um, it's just a lot of small, slight adjustments that can really turn the season around, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm going to leave y'all with this question. If Bradley Bill averages 34, is he all NBA? Yeah, that's a true question for me. That's a true question for me. I know it is. I had him all NBA it too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Because cause the thing is, I feel like they go owe him. Because if they lose a lot of games that don't make the playoffs, it's hard for me to see them put him on there. But at the same time, 34 is like like you are one of the league's best players. Exactly. And that's why I got and, and that's why I got him on my uh yeah, they hold him like he averaged what, 30? Yeah. What did he average last year? 30. Come yeah, on, bro. Mm-hmm. And not many people would average. Him and Trey Young averaged 30. And they both did not make the all all NBA teams because that's more uh, that's more of a like your value on winning to a team on top of what your stats are type of thing. But 34 is like, so I don't know. I need to know what they base these, like, votings off of, like, winning or, like, a player's performance. Because when I think of it, I think, let me get the best five players at that position 
And if I put it together, that team, that's like the ultimate team in the NBA. And then the second team, okay, that would be the second best team I could formulate for the NBA. The third I mean, team, it changes. So forth, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's, it's people voting. So, you know, some people will have different biases, like maybe uh, a certain media company or a certain group of media would prefer people that are on winning teams and that some people might prefer people that give the most effort or, you know, it's just, it's, it changes. So you never really know yeah. each year. Um, it's real open know. interpretation, but, mm-hmm. but the biggest baseline that I know is the first thing to look at is your team success and then how you're contributing to your team success. But it's like heavily factored in. But, but I don't feel like that's fair though. Do y'all feel like that's fair? I kind of feel like that's fair. Only because if you ball it, if you ball it out going crazy, your team can't help you. How, how should that like affect your career and your like award? I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's a valid point, right? But for me, the way that I take it in is uh, if your team is a top three seed, the things you're doing to contribute to that winning, like, like uh, I would take a person averaging 30 on a good team compared to a person averaging 30 on a bad team because you're putting up these numbers in a winning effort. Like that means more to me than you averaging 30 on a bad team. But there's two things, right? Like um, there's people who put up empty stats, right? And then there's people who are balling hard, but they can't win. Like, like it's very hard to find out which person is which, but based off that, it's more valuable to look at wins because ultimately – this sport's about winning. Who's going to win in these sports and what comes with it? So I kind of feel it. Yeah, I put um, Bradley Beal and Zach Levine in kind of the same uh, scenario. Like, people that are the... I didn't expect Levine was the Oh, I'll be real. I just thought of him as a dunk champion. Oh, no, Levine, so. Levine is I know, nice. I know. Levine is nice. Levine is nice. Even- I know what you mean, though. I expect him to be balling like he been balling like for the last two, three years. Right. Yeah, I mean, at first I thought he was going to be one of them, the random dunkers that's just in the dunk contest. And they have like, yeah, but nah, his game's all, but nah, always yeah. been more complete than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like Derrick Jones, yeah, yeah. Or I just, I just, jazz. I don't know. I just don't like like these types of conversations only because like if people are hooping. On a bad team, people automatically say they're empty stats. In some cases, that can be true, right? If if uh if Ross from the Magic, right? If you put him on like a really good team, his numbers are not going to be as high as they are because with winning comes sacrifice. That's why I feel like if you're putting up monster numbers on a great team, you're sacrificing and you're running that. Show, I think that is his credit, but that doesn't mean Bradley Beal, who's giving it all he got night in, night out, isn't one of the best players in the league. Like it's a real fine line to me. Yeah, yeah, and because uh, I, I feel that because how I look at it too is like um, with teams that so for example we got Jeremy Grant at the Pistons last year, mm-hmm. we saw him go crazy in the bubble, but uh, I don't know how many people expected him. That at this point in the season, it'd be averaging like what 26, 20 something, whatever. Open, yeah, open. But I can see when people would say, Well, on a bad team, someone has to score, like someone's doing the scoring. You, you can't be mad at you know 
prioritizing the teams or the, uh, the players that's averaging the same or similar numbers, you know, but is also winning. So, if, but in that case where you're averaging 34, I, it's no way that you should. Yeah, that's, why, that's all I'm saying. Like, you putting up 30 against other NBA hoopers, it's not like just because you're on a bad team, they let you score. Exactly. Yeah. If so, anything, because you're on a bad team, they key in on you even more because you're the only one that can really give them a bucket. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm so saying. Like, the game plan, all right, Bradley Bill, the only person who can score on this team. I'm not saying, I'm just saying hypothetically. You know, he about, to, he about to go for 30. You know, let's stop that. You know what I'm saying? So we won't slip up and lose this game. So I anybody think, uh, targeting this player. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I was gonna say like instead of instead of like a super team where you don't know who I mean, you know who to guard, but it's like multiple threats. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so like let's say what's the super team in the NBA right now? Like the the, the most super team. I mean shit, it's barely uh, any super team. Oh, you an asshole for that. That's the mean shit. He said the Pistons. <laughs> That's the mean shit. You ain't have to do them like that. That's fucked up. Super team. I would consider the most super team right now is still the Lakers. Yeah. That's like the closest thing to the super team right now that we have. I mean, I would just bring up the Warriors when they were with us. Okay, okay, yeah. Clay, just uh, yeah. That. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like, for example, like, you know, 2017 uh, Warriors, you don't really know who will be 30 or 40 at night. So it's really hard to judge, but like, you know who about to try to give you 30 or 40 who or who can give you 30 or 40. So you go key in defensively on that player. Yeah. So I feel like it's more of a harder task that player to like average. So I feel like it's, I don't know, it should be based on stats and how to play the ball. But okay, ask yourself this, right? Say if you had Clay Thompson averaging 30, and then you had Bradley Beal averaging 32, who would you take? Like, what, what was the first thing? Because obviously, if the numbers are the same, you have to think of other ways to you know weed out the people so mm-hmm. it's like maybe if they're winning or maybe if they you know that's really the only other thing like you don't want to base it on effort because it's like when i when, okay you know i mean that's not like a, when i think of stuff like that well this is me personally obviously i'm taking clay over bradley bill any day but you know it's basically but based on those numbers i'm taking bradley bill because I feel like if I was to formulate, like like I said, if I was to formulate NBA team, I'm taking the best point guard, the best shooting guard, and so forth. I'm looking for the players with the best stats in each category, each um, position, regardless regardless of what team they're on. And that's just that. The only the only thing I would ask you to think about though, if Clay is averaging thirty on a good team where he's sacrificing shots, and Bradley Bill's averaging thirty two. On a bad team, imagine what Clay would do if he was on that bad team. There could but is be that argument fair that, to put that in the in the, in the consideration, like because they're really only asking for what happened this season. It's exactly, not like and that's why I try not to think about it that way. I try to only evaluate what it is. But the the problem is, uh, these players are asked to do different things. Clay Thompson is mainly asked to shoot the ball. Uh, Bradley Beal has to score playmaking and, and like get his team involved in many different ways so based on that it's like they're thriving at different things so how do you really compare them like Beal to me is like a takeover like guy uh, clay thompson is a complimentary piece a, a a superstar level of a of uh sorry a superstar level complimentary piece 
It's my thing is, my thing is, I feel like it's favoritism because you put LeBron on the team and he averaged 30. Okay. And they have a losing record. I bet he still found some way to be all NBA. I mean, that happened during the season he got hurt, didn't it? Mm-hmm. He still made 13 all NBA. Yeah, 13, not first. Yeah. I think, well, uh, an important factor, I think, is, uh, you know, if you're first or second or third option on a team. So, like, well, of course, with any of these players that we're talking about, obviously, these are, you know, the highest caliber that the league has to offer. But an example with Clay Thompson averaging 30, especially with the 2017 Warriors, he's still third option. So, and just a scouting report, uh, look, or whatever, it's two people that I'm prioritizing that saying, we're going to make these other people mm-hmm. beat us before we let these two. So KD and Curry, we're not about to let them go for 50. And if a, if Clay, if uh, Draymond, whoever, if they have them a great night, then they probably just going to live with that. But we're talking about averages, so we're talking about over – however many games stretch that makes mm-hmm. it different but uh the amount of attention you get uh, like in bradley bill's case where he is the main scorer so they're probably saying going into games with him he's going to get his we're going to make sure that the rest of the four players or whoever else is on the court make sure they don't beat us because you know he's yep. a high-caliber player so he's going to get his but we just got to make sure everybody else I do their job. So, and my, my last thing before you know, I don't want to stay on this topic too long because it's you know, this is like a, a subtopic to the Wizards. Yeah. But I feel like if a player is averaging 30, how does that go on? I'm not saying it's not unnoticed, but how is that player not awarded for that? That's how I look at it. I agree with you on that though, because 30 is like the pinnacle of like there's, a, there's only a few players in history who average 30 for a season. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. how, how something like that should be going unrewarded, or I'm not gonna say unrecognized. Cause, you know, that's, that's um, I'm not gonna say unrecognized. Cause I'm pretty sure everybody recognizes he dropping thirty. But how that, how is that not unrewarded? Well, well, um, that's how I look at. I have a good, I have a good transitioner that ties in. Um, I think the biggest player who's gonna be an example, exactly what we're talking about, will be Devin Booker. He been on these shitty ass Suns teams, right? Hooping every single night, getting no type of acknowledgement, right? Now they're winning, and the same people from last year who said that Donovan Mitchell is a better player than Devin Booker, they starting to slide that back now because they're winning, even though he's averaging less points to win because now he has pieces around him who can actually do something. So. For me, I think he's got to be the best example because if he gets all NBA love now, averaging lesser numbers, how's that going to make y'all feel? Hmm. Uh, I mean, can you be mad? I mean, that's what I guess that's the, the same treatment anyone else gives. You got uh, DeAndre Ayton that's coming up as a. I want to say premier big man, but you know he's he's getting better. Uh, you got Chris Paul now. You got uh, what's his name? Graham? Is that Graham? Yeah. Uh, Bridges, you mean? Yeah, Bridges, Bridges. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they got a they got a, a lot better team now. 
Um, it, I would say depending on how it would depend on how much the scoring goes down. I would I would feel away because if he, I don't I don't remember uh, off the top of my head his averages from uh, the past like let's say two seasons. Last year he averaged twenty seven, I believe. Okay, so yeah, if he averaged like twenty five, twenty four, and then he get on, yeah, I feel away. I feel away. Yeah, it shows you that it's it's about that storyline, you know. Yeah, because. In the in the grand scheme of things, it's it's all uh, it all comes down to like your media and like how uh, how it's presented to the public. So and especially in, like in a smaller market, uh, if you're in a smaller market and you're not winning, so like Shai Gilders, uh Alexander. That's a great example. Yeah. Yeah, like he just I think he just put up thirty the other day and today, mm-hmm. like. But you know, if they're not winning still, then you're still gonna get overlooked. But uh if you know Giannis, he's in a small market, but they're winning almost record number. They won like sixty something games last year. You can't help but, you know, give them the recognition. So yeah, I guess it would depend on that. I'm sorry, what's the question again? I went in and out. So okay, so we all know, right? Like we all know what a player Devin Booker is, right? Uh for years, he's had to carry the load. He's put up 27, 28. He dropped 72 points at what? No, no. Um, I think he just dropped purely 70, but he dropped that at like 21, 22, some, some super young ass age. He's only 24 right now, which is crazy to think about, right? But I'm saying like he averaged 27 last season. His team is better this season. They're winning more games. But to supplement that, I'm projecting that he's going to average – maybe 25, 24, because there's no need to average 27 when you have guys around you who can fill that in for you, right? Would you be mad if he made all NBA over a player like Bradley Beal if he averaged 32? Yes, I'm mad. I, like I said, once again, I feel like I'm judging off stats. Now, if he have a crazy season like he's been having, like, you no know, crazy scoring seasons, and then, of course, I wouldn't be mad. If he... If he have a, I just based it off like what who bought out the most, regardless of what team you want, how regardless how your team did. If I had to select five players at their position, who I'm selecting. Because anybody can have a good team, be on a good team, and win and um and bought and be a good part of that team, but like are you the best at your position that year? That's how I look at it. Six. Did I miss the question? No, no, no. You asked the question good. Um, and like, I'm not mad at that type of answer. It's just for me, it's a bit harder because I feel like context is is everything. If you look at the scheme of like players as far as the first option, third option, or like all that stuff, tie with the sacrifice of winning. Because to win ball games, players have to make sacrifices, right? The only player that ain't sacrifice shit was probably Clay Thompson and James Harden because they still put up the same type of shots. But the thing is to win is going to cost a lot more. And ultimately you judge how, how great a person is off winning. Right. I mean, like people yeah, are doing the go off of winning and scoring, but the winning is, is like, but I look at it back. 
basketball is a team sport. That's why I can never say a player is better just because they win. You could be the best. You could put Jordan on an ass team. He probably, in my opinion, he still probably been the best player to ever live. Okay. It's not. It's not about like. Of course, you know you want to win, but you gotta have. It's, basketball was never an individual sport, so you can't look at it like. You can't look at it that way. Like you can't look at it based off a of player wins. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you was to, like, like that's why I like uh, LeBron James. He's probably gonna go down as the best player to ever live. I'm just being honest. That's just based off longevity, his whole career, and everything. I'm not mad at people saying that because if you objectively look at like his stats, he will have the greatest statistical seasons of all time, just all the way going through. And, and if but, when it was, and if when it was the case, okay. Bill Russell, how many rings he got? Eleven. Exactly, we'll be considering him the best player to ever live. So it's not about. I feel like people like to put that that perspective. Of, oh, it's about winning. It's about winning when when it's beneficial to them. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't feel like people actually believe that because if that was the case. Everybody would be saying, you know, Bill Russell is the best player. I mean, I know he got some of the rings with coaching and some shit like that, but like player, he got a few rings. Hooping. Okay, so um, real quick, like. I, I see what everybody is saying, but if you have to choose between, I know we're going back to the whole Bradley Bill thing, but yeah. if you have to choose between, it's a hot topic. Three people, yeah. If you have to choose between three people for the same position, and it's four people balling out damn near equally, you got to take out the stats. You just got to look at okay, like what what's the what's the next criteria criteria that you would look at? For me, I think be, after stats, if you take out all that shit, right? It would be what level option are they? Think so? Yeah. I, I think know. that matters a whole lot because just like he said. All first options. Okay. So if they're all if they're all first options, then that's cut. Then you get to all the other shit. Mm-hmm. That's logical, but in my opinion, if I'm selecting my my teams, my, my first mm-hmm. second teams, I'm just going off based off. Who I think that could ball more. If they got the same down stats, you can't really like they both bought out equally, but it's who I personally like, who plays out I like, you know, the more if that makes sense. If somebody shoot all threes and get all their points from all threes, and somebody just rim attack and they got the same amount of points, I'm obviously like, okay, the, the, the basketball. I mean, this might be the most logical answer, but this is what my personal opinion. I'm gonna say, oh, the person with the threes, because I feel like a person that just shoot and go to the rim all day, they could eventually be shut down. You know, this is based on my personal preference, though. They got the same. I got a question. Okay. Right, real quick, then we probably uh, if y'all want to, we can go to the next one. Sure. That's that second uh, season where it was between Giannis and uh, Harden for for the MVP race. Who did y'all? Uh, have winning it when remember when Harden was having a historic year scoring, you know, that yeah. scoring stretch he went on. Who did, who did y'all have winning that? I had James Harden because I had team. I had, oh man, I had Yannis Harden in the season, yeah. Um, for me, James Harden averaging 37 was crazy, but for me, when I really broke the game down and saw like exactly what their teams were and like 
thought of their improvements because for years, James Harden has been averaging 30 for years, right? Like he's been consistently one of the best consistent offensive players in the NBA, right? And I basically saw a lot more of him just increasing the amount of shot attempts that he took because he had like the ultimate green light and and damn near NBA history. Right. Meanwhile, when I looked at Giannis, I saw a emerging star and people barely had the bucks in the playoffs. I remember this because literally at the beginning of the season, uh, people talked about um, how they got upset by the Celtics with no Kyrie in seven games. So people didn't have, um, people didn't have the bucks as a high seed. And then he goes out there and brings home the best record in the entire NBA with a team that no one had as a one seed. And he wasn't a previous MVP. So when you put all those things into perspective and also the stats, like I think he was damn near averaging 30 points on 30 minutes. Like anytime your points damn near exceed the amount of minutes you play in the game, that's very impressive to me. And then also defense. Defensively, they asked a lot out of him. So the two ways, uh, sorry, the, the two-way ability he had, the team that he drastically improved from being like a like an eight seed or like eight seed, seven seed, I don't know. It was some shit like that. To bring them up like that really meant a lot to me. So I want Giannis. My thing is, I'll always say this. The MVP is a story. It's like, it's based on who got the best storyline. Like, I was watching, I forget which game I was watching, like, day before yesterday or uh, two days ago. I seen, like, you know, you know how they have, like, early MVP votings and, like, predictions? Guess who they had in the top five? I can't remember the whole top five, but guess who they had in the top five? Well, I know, I know Luca was, like, number one, right? No, Luca was number two. Okay. And Paul George is number three. I'm like, okay. See, this is how I know it's based off storyline because first of all, Luka not even the second been balling the second most in the NBA in the NBA this season for sure. And can I mean, agree on that? That's the that's true. I wouldn't say Luka is is top, but if you looked at it from like a preseason prediction point, it makes sense because because we all knew that KP was going to be out and he just came off a season where he averaged twenty nine nine and nine basically. So that argument is not crazy. I mean, no, it's my based off what's going on so far. Not based oh, now? Oh, hell no. Yeah, that's what hell I'm saying. No. They were like, they were like no. early predictions, basically, you know, yeah, based so off what it was on. Yeah, that's you know, what I'm saying. It's the storyline social. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to ask y'all real quick. Uh, you know, seeing like, what, 10 to 12 games of the season, who would you say is the MVP uh, right now or who has who's like the front runner? See, it's so hard. That know, question for me Jokic. personally is is hard right now. I'm saying Jokic. I can't go Jokic. Jokic. And I and, okay, I feel you. Okay, even ahead, go, I feel you. But like, I can't go Jokic, bro. He's damn near averaging like a triple double. He got good numbers, but ultimately his team is not winning. And like to my core, though, to me, whenever that's a winning record. I mean, they are 500, but there's better players like. In my opinion, if you look at LeBron or Steph, like what they're doing for their teams is is like has them higher. And for me personally, I care about performance and winning. But I'm winning first always. That's that's how I look at it. I don't underrate players who are on bad teams. 
But I ultimately feel like if you're talking about who's valuable, like your impact on team success means a lot to me. Okay, well, let me bring this up. You know, you, you okay. say Curry over over Jokic, right? No. Um, I think that's debatable because they're both not on winning teams, and Jokic damn averaging a triple-double. So, yeah. so I'm real I'm real it's iffy on that. But, okay. Yeah. So I brought this up to look because um, I know you're saying, like, Curry would be, like, you know, probably top five or top, you know, top six I think he'd be top five. Yeah. Right. And I, I I don't hear a lot of people saying Jokic. Like, people say Embiid or... Jokic is hoping, um, though. Like, he's really... Yeah. I looked at his like, stats and I looked up, like... Crazy. And this is how you can tell um, if the MVP is really storyline-based or actual stat-based. So, Jokic is... At, he's leading the league in PER, assists, yep. offensive win shares, regular win shares, and plus and minus. So, he's obviously a big person to, to that team. But... People are not really talking about him because this is kind of what he's been doing, and he doesn't have like a a big storyline in the NBA. You know, that's that's so like, unfair. That's so unfair. That's very like, unfair. I feel like the best but, players should be awarded for what they do. The best, if you balling out the most in the NBA, you should be awarded. Don't matter, no storyline tied to it. No, no. Um, but it always is. It always no no way so, tied to it. So like, I agree with y'all that storyline is a part of it. But it's hard for me to say it's a like a tremendous part of it, only because last year the story was LeBron. People really wanted LeBron to win a ring. They was like year seventeen, this and that. Even though he didn't deserve it over Giannis, and Giannis still won. And that was more off of stats than storyline. Bron clearly had the better story than Giannis did. So like, yeah, I, I agree on that. But I'm just saying, like, just like the NBA, they know how to promote. Their next yes. superstars. And that's why I say it's, it plays to like the storyline because you know obviously they're not gonna put Bradley Bill in MVP. That's not a good story. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not gonna sell or basically coronavirus, but it's not gonna sell tickets. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not gonna. Right. You know, it's kind of like the WWE in a way. You know, it, you gotta have a face of the WWE the same way you gotta have a face of the NBA. They gonna promote their stars. Who, or who they want, or who they see as the future, they go promote them and make them MVP and stuff like that. That's why you got Luca up there. I mean, granted, Luca he's a very talented young player, but he's not, you know, the MVP right now. He's, he should be the second, you know, overall, you know, prediction right now. I'm fine with Luca being top five, but but like top three right now, you just can't say that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Just so we don't get too sidetracked, I think I think this is a good conversation. Ultimately, we all agree, like, there's a lot of things that go into the, into the MVP, but in my opinion, for a most valuable player award, winning has to be a huge part of it. Like, I understand you can still be balling on a bad team, but I would rather give it to a guy who I know had a lot of value in a team winning and being one of the best teams in the league. But what is value? What does value mean? Okay, but wait, wait, wait. Uh, but there's times. Uh, but there's times when that isn't high enough to outshine another player. Prime example: when James Harden was balling the same season Russell was, right? Russell still got the MVP because he was doing something that's never been done before, and he dragged that team to the playoffs when they weren't really su- supposed to make it. Team had terrible spacing. Like, that meant a lot. But in other cases, 
if it's close, winning is the factor you use to raise another person's stock up. And that's how I look at it. That's really look, it. That's how I look at it, though. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I just got to say this, though. If you were to put James Harden on, on that team, you don't think that team would have did just as well or he would have had just as much points? So you just basically... If you put James Harden on the Thunder, on, okay. If you put Russell on Houston, do you know what he would have did? He, this man averaged a triple-double with Terrence Ferguson, Jeremy Grant before he started looking decent, um, Andre Roberson. Oh, my which, God. Which there's no – listen, every cell in his body says play defense. Every cell. <laughs> Not one cell says play offense. And this, and this nigga averaged a triple-double with that, and you put him in Houston with all the shooters they had with the ultimate green no, light, do what you want to do? No, no, I'm saying – What do? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, though, James Harden, and he did the same thing. They had no, he had the same amount of points or whatever stats he had that year. With a much better roster than Russell, though. I'm just, but he would have probably went crazier with, with uh, on the Thunder, too. All right. I'm going to just ask these two gentlemen just so, like, I don't make this a James Harden thing. If you switch spots and you put Russell in Houston with all those – Guys, MVP Russell with the shooters around him, you telling me Harden would have had a better season in OKC? Yes, because he's an ISO player. Yeah, I think his uh, his scoring would increase because he would be more he would be more of the uh, scoring for the team. But his like the rest of his stats, like uh, assist and a rebound. And you know, all the other stuff that probably would have went up for sure. I, I mean, yeah, because with the better scores around you, well, I don't know. Maybe the score would go down. I'm saying MVP Russell, right? I would say, I would say, I would say, Westbrook points will go down. His assists will go up. His rebounds will stay around the same. That's how. But I the point is, if he's giving you a triple double in OKC. With that weak roster around him, as far as spacing, and you go to Houston, he can damn near average. No, yeah, but like I'm saying, he he could damn near average thirty and fifteen, and twelve. Yeah, that was like his best scoring season too. Like, yeah. Look, look. So I don't think it might not be much of a difference. Look, I'm not trying to sidetrack. So, yeah. We're doing a whole lot of what ifs. I get your point, Jamonte. You ultimately value uh, the stats a person brings up regardless of a situation. I personally look at context because I feel like context can provide a lot of detail into each thing. Both, and that's what make it difficult. Yeah. I know. That's yeah. what make it difficult with the context. I just yeah. want to keep it simple. Yeah. But um, speaking of context, uh, do y'all remember when Shamate said that he would have Trey Young All-NBA over Damian Lillard? I sure, I sure did. Mm-hmm. How's it going right now? We all said some crazy shit, okay? <laughs> but nah, <laughs> nah, but um, I don't know, man. Cause Lillard been balling, but you know. 
I'm, I'm still like, I'm still, I'm still liking my chances on my predictions still. So you would still take Trey Young All NBA over Damian Lillard? I sure will. All right. Clip this again. <laughs> this going this gonna be the next again. Clip, 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 again. Clip, 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 clip it again. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna get out of my pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not gonna be too hard on you, Jamonte. I feel bad for the Hawks. Uh a lot of their signings are just hurt. Like like uh the other day, Pardonovich got hurt mid game. Like it's just tough. A, a lot of these signings are, are injured, but at the same time, Trey Young is in a slump right now. Um, the other night, I saw him play against LaMelo, who we're talking about next, obviously, but like he just looked like he wasn't himself. He didn't take certain shots, uh, certain passes. He, he didn't do like he's not in his bag, and he's also not getting to the free throw line like he was to begin the season. Um. How y'all feel about those odds with Atlanta Hawks right now, y'all? I don't know. I had them AC. Mm-hmm. I had them AC. I, 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 let me check my Let me check. Where I have them at? I had them seven seed. Um, yeah, I had them seven seed because I feel like, you know, every team got its slumps. Every player had its slumps. It, it's just something that, you know, it's part of it, part of basketball. You know, Curry had his, you know, he didn't start off hot, but, you know, as you can see, we're talking about him now, and he's a very hot player, you know, or or vice versa, you know, not vice versa, but um, the Nets started off hot, now look, they got a slump. You know, I mean, you know, you know these teams can perform. That's not the thing, it is. Whether or not, you know, teams can stay healthy, is it, that's that that's the factor that plays to it, and that's why predictions are always hard, because you never know what might happen, you know what I'm Yeah, I mean... At, at the very least, at least they're not like doing bad with all the pieces there. When they have all the pieces, they they win. When they don't, they lose. So um, I don't want to look too deep into it, but it's definitely alarming because you have to think how long are these people going to be gone? And depending on how long that is, they can have a, a big deficiency trying to catch up to wherever they, you know, left off at. So yeah, yeah. Um... Ultimately, it's just gonna come down to because, like Jamonte says, especially now is who can stay healthiest and who can stay COVID free. So, uh, in lieu of both of those, uh, it's gonna come down to who can step up. So, Cam Reddish, you are gonna have to play. You got the ball out a little more. Uh, please, Lord God, please. Hey, and you know the rest of the people have to step up, man. Hey, and if not. They gonna see themselves the nine for ten seed. We'll see them. Hey, I, I, I know, I know you kind of late on this, but Korea, I need to hear your first team, your prediction, real quick. Oh, I actually, that's a good question. That's a big question, Sprinkler. I don't know because he got to go through three damn teams, Jamase. No, no, I just, just want to hear his first team. I just want to hear his first team. Okay, first team. Okay, yeah, first prepared. team. I got. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Curry at, at the point at the one. Um, at the two. Hmm. Be careful what you say. Is it Yeah, yeah. At the two, I'm gonna go. See, I, I wanted to say Bill. Ooh! Can't even do it. Why you can't say Bill? <laughs> you know damn well I can't really say no fucking Bill because they stink. <laughs> that's that's why you can't say Bill, bro. Um, I gotta move my third team. 
13th. Okay. Uh, let me see. Let me skip to the three. At the three, I'm going to go. It's so crazy now because the three, four, and five could be. It's, it's loaded. Or it be any fours. Uh, you ain't got to. Um... Oh, you said it's tough. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go backwards then. At the five, I'm gonna put AD. Hell no, I ain't put AD right now. Now you trip AD? What are you talking about? No, I will put Jokic. What are you talking about? No, no, I mm. get that, but it's a projection for the season. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Not first. Yeah, team. I, I'm gonna let you finish your list. I, I'm not gonna butt in no okay. more. I'm gonna let you finish. Go right. Okay, right here. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay, so yeah, I'm gonna put AD at the five. Fuck it. At the four, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. No, I can put both of them. AD at the four. Jokic at the five. Can't at the three. That. I'm going to go Giannis still. He's not going to slow down. He's going to still put up the same number. Then I had Curry at the one. And at two, dang, this two spot, man. Mm, at the two, I'm going to go. Damn, I ain't even put KD in. See, this year is so crazy. You don't got KD. You don't got LeBron. This is just the first team, though. This thing. Yeah, it's, 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 it ain't that hard. <laughs> it ain't that hard. Yeah, at the two, I'm going to have to you put... see where it's a little bit of everybody got. I'm going to put Luka. And then, yeah, that's my... That's my uh, first team. So, Curry, Luka, Giannis, AD, Jokic. That's not crazy at all. Mm-hmm. Um... Just oh, I, I, oh, I, I ain't gonna do the same thing. Okay. Don't no no no. Uh, we that's we gotta. That's I want to hear that second team. That second team. That second team. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. We'll do that shit off pod. But but just uh real quick to transition from uh trade. Uh, they played the Hornets. Um, hey man, Lamelo, that guy, bro. I've been like and. I'm the biggest Ball Brother fan here out of any of y'all. I stand by that. I was a big fan out of Lonzo coming out of UFC. I still don't hear nothing. Huh? What did you say? I said, I still don't hear you talk about Lonzo. No more, but go ahead. I, I love Lonzo. But, but, but my thing with Lonzo has always been the talent is there. The body is there. The hard work is there. But his mindset is not. Like, he's – He's a great point guard as far as trying to set people up and passive. But in the NBA, especially nowadays, you got to be aggressive. You got to be trying to, like, you can't go to the basket looking to pass. You got to look to finish, and then when the pass opens up, you kick it. LaMelo is everything I wanted Lonzo to be as far as mentality. Like, the shots that he's taking, bro, I saw one clip where he took the ball, spun, did a half spin back, shot it, mid-range catch. The confidence he has to have in himself to not only try that shot, but have faith doing it while he's coming off the bench tells you a lot about what he could be. Um, I'm really fascinated with the way that he's balling. I think I think you got to start him. I don't see the point in drafting him number three overall and you leave him off the bench. I agree. That was the case. 
Like you don't like, like I said once before, you don't you don't pick any lottery pick to come off the bench. Especially if you a lottery team to begin with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Like the Timberwolves, like I think they got Anthony Edwards coming off the bench too. Like Yeah. I don't know. But um you know, sky's the limit for Lonzo, honestly. Uh and it's crazy because we were eleven, ten, eleven games in already. Well only. And uh yeah, he's showing you know the exact reasons why he was uh thought of so, you know, so high. Um and he's honestly just gonna keep getting better. And the slump that you know, we see uh Lonzo go through every now and then, uh he's gonna have those same moments, but uh this smaller you can see that his game just translates a little better. So or at well. least a little faster. Yeah. So like, and a lot of it is unteachable. So, um, I think he has an edge in that, in that, uh, instance, but, uh, a lot of the smaller details, he's going to work out, you know, as he gains more experience. But yeah, like I said, sky's the limit. You know, we're going to see what he does. Yeah. And he's doing all this, like, bro, the youngest in NBA history to get a triple double, off the bench. That's off the bench. <laughs> did that. Like, it's still I understand wanting. Yeah, like, like, um, he's been playing against grown men at a much younger age than them because he literally, he literally went overseas at the age of fourteen. So, like, to see it translate so well is is good, and I get them wanting to take their time trying to like blossom him and, and develop him, but at some point, it's like. Why is he not playing 30 minutes a game? That's got to go up at some point. My thing on Lonzo. Uh, I mean, I, 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 yeah, LaMelo, my bad. I, get, I always get those L's confused. Um, but um, my thing with LaMelo is he used to the line, like, you know, he been under the line, like, since, like, like ninth grade, eighth grade, mm-hmm. something crazy like that. You know, so... I knew he, you know, he would be more comfortable. He's, com- I mean, Lazo, he's comfortable. He should be comfortable too, because you know he had the same line by as uh, Lamelo. But you know, you can you can tell that you know Melo. I ain't gonna say he got that it factor yet, but you know, we seeing glimpses of it. That but, it factor is like that it factor is. It's there. It's there. Uh, I, it's I ain't there. gonna say the it's fact, there yet. Yeah, okay, the you fact gotta, that you gotta hit some huh? shots. You got to hear some clutch shots for me to say. I'm let Kyle, Kyle take this shit, bro. Okay. Go right in. No, 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 no. No, I know what you mean. Now, I'm not even about to tear you up or nothing like that. I'm just saying the fact that I would be willing to watch a Hornets game in general. Oh, God. This season, <laughs> oh, God, bro. I think that shows he has an factor. I, 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 watched, I wouldn't watch a game. I've watched more like Hornets like, games this like season than any other game. I don't know. That shit is just not high. It's greatness. It's greatness. That's why y'all watching the game. It's not greatness yet. He's good. Yeah, is, is putting butts in seats, and I think he has that at least right nah, now. No, nah. no, nah, that it factor is that clutch. You know, talking about play-wise. Okay. I'm talking about, like, that's that it. Oh, yeah, he the one. Like, like Kobe, he was that one. You know what I'm saying? That Have you factor. watched the way he's been closing out games, though? I'm just saying. No. He closed the whole – like, he a hey. – he doing this off the bench. I'm just saying, if you give him more minutes in a starter's role, you can see that. But that's what I'm that. saying. I I, I I didn't say he didn't have it. I said I will have to see a little bit longer and see if he has that hit factor. Okay, okay that's fair enough. Me personally. 
Yeah. It's all, right. all about uh, sustainability over time. We'll see. Yeah. 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 Um. All right. We gonna scrap these other two. Um. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Tyrese Maxey, bro. No, no. I don't want to talk about Tyrese Maxey. That was one of mine. <laughs> bro, do we even? All right. All right. Listen. Get your shit off real quick. I know this episode long, y'all. We sorry, but we actually had like a lot of I good got- organic topics that popped up. So you know. Yeah. Hey, all I'm saying is, I mean, obviously not like the way Melo Baller, but hey, I, I he was my runner up for um rookie of the year. That's all I had to say. You know, got my predictions. You go ahead. You go ahead. Same with me. I, That's all I, I had to say. I, I, I had Melo his rookie of the year too. Um, no, 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 no. Tyrese, I said Maxi. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, happy he played well. I think the Sixers could use him a bit more when he comes back. Good ball handler. Would love to see Tyrese and Ben Simmons run pick and roll with Ben as the screener. I just think using him as a role man a lot more will be more dynamic because if they pass him the ball, if they leave from that corner, that's a dot. So I think that would be cool. Yeah, I was uh, super surprised to even see him on the board when the Sixers got him. I thought he was going to get drafted a lot sooner, but yeah, I was pretty. Uh, I'm pretty. I was pretty high on uh, Maxi before the season started, but I'm glad to see him. I knew, and that was crazy actually. Uh, when everybody was uh, posting about the Sixers starting lineup, and I saw Maxi, and I'm like, oh yeah, he about to go crazy. And then he ended up going for damn near forty. So, yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. surprised. I, I'm, I can't wait to see what he do. Had the polo shirt in the starting lineup picture. Man, <laughs> <laughs> the college athlete. I'm like, dang, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly. Yeah. Not even wearing. He showed shit. he had the potential. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> picture day photo. Yeah. 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 Well, um, we've been recording for how long? One thirteen. Oh yeah, okay. Not bad. Uh, so yeah, uh, we really appreciate having Cream on the show. Uh. Final thoughts, Kareem. How did you feel uh, about this episode? Oh yeah, I think this is uh, I'm, I'm gonna say because I'm on it. This is your best episode so far. Hey, you're not gonna top that prediction episode. I'll tell you that now. Uh, yeah, we had some wild shit on that one, but yeah, this one was cool, real organic. Mm-hmm. We're flowing through a lot of stuff. We had some and topics, so I like that because it was some organic stuff that popped up. Some stuff might have dragged on too long, but we liked the conversation. And ultimately, I think that's I think, about talking about though. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. That's what it's about. And yeah, no, that was good. I noticed we do not talk about like the best teams in the league for real. But it's like yeah, we, people yeah, we know don't. who the best teams are, like the 76ers, Lakers, yeah, that's, that's, what, like that, so. that's what that's what first take for. That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah. If you want to hear niggas yell about the 76ers, go ahead, go over there. Yeah. If y'all want to hear Stephen A talk about how how if the Suns could trade JaVale McGee, <laughs> White Howard, a couple picks for Devin Booker. Go right ahead, bro. <laughs> you got that big man. <laughs> man. Will the Lakers repeat? Like, oh, come on now. Probably so. Next time. <laughs> Who has more pressure? Yeah. LeBron or like, all right, whatever. 
Yeah, man. I'm about it. Let's talk about the business for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>